I started Coffee with Humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys cross paths, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans, making the world a better place. One conversation at a time. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans on a fantastic Saturday afternoon or morning, or maybe not. It could be, I mean, we are worldwide, so it's Saturday where I'm at. And I have... Somewhere. Exactly. And I've got my new friend, Angie, uh, on Coffee with Humans. Welcome, Angie, a personal brand strategist. I love that. You, thank you. Uh, and before the broadcast, I was describing that we don't, we don't, we know nothing about each other, uh, except you did send me a link and you said, here's everything about me. No, I'm kidding. And <laughs> you did send me a link though. And I looked at it briefly because I thought, what am I getting myself into? And you must've been thinking the same thing too, when you clicked the link. So I'm curious when you were thinking, why should I click this link? What was going through your head? Um, I love surprises. I love being, I love freestyling. I love just the idea of I'm a master networker. So, you know, being able to talk to people and find out about people kind of off the cuff, I think is the most authentic way to get to know somebody and really just put some on display, you know, who are you really? And when you don't have time to prepare, you kind of, you find out, you find out quickly. That's true. When I was describing what this coffee with humans thing is like, um, I keep on, I keep on iterating on what it might be like for people. And I described it to you as though, you know, we're both shopping the grocery store and they were like, oops, bumped into the carts. And they were like, Hey, let's have coffee. And, uh, I think, I think that's the essence, like a coffee with humans. I meet everybody about eight minutes before we go live. In your case, I think it was about six minutes, um, because I was running a little bit late and, um, and you're a very good sport about that. And then we just have this talk and we talk about anything. I love it. I mean, anything yes anything (laughs) (laughs) i've got got two games for us to play today too and so i'm very curious to see what happens when you're put on the spot um i'm kidding you're not going to be put on the spot well you know it's it's difficult to see me blush but let's see how (laughs) let's see what you can do huh Mm, i'm gonna try (laughs) okay so tell me as a personal brand strategist and then this crazy year of 2020 and then going into the end of the year what's been on your mind what are you what are the what are the big things that you've been circling around in your head you know what obviously it's been a crazy year no one expected it and i i'm a public speaker i love i'm a storyteller and so at the beginning of the year on january I am part of this incredible women's organization and I held basically a little TED talk and it was how to influence people through video. And little did I know that three months later, everyone was going to have to do it. So I feel like I predicted, you know, this whole entity that's been going on. 
And uh, I've been really discovering how powerful that is for everybody. And that's what made me get into personal branding. I was contacted by like an NBC um, uh, casting director and I don't have a lot of followers. And I was just constantly putting out live content and he found me and it led to, you know, a great audition and me getting the part. So I realized how incredible personal branding can be if you really hone in on it. And for the past year, you know, COVID has been a silver lining. I've gotten the chance to really dive deep into what that means. And, you know, now I'm a personal brand strategist with over 20 plus years in sales and marketing and over 20,000 hours of public speaking. So I think this is going to be an incredible new year, 2021, but 2020 taught me quite a bit. I bet. Yeah, 2020 has been a little bit of a a mess for some people. And then it's also been, I think like you talk about this, but this great opportunity to launch or relaunch or to grow. And you, you mentioned earlier that you're a master networker which I think this whole idea of videos like video streaming or live live streaming and connecting with people across the globe, that must be a master networker's dream. I would think, right? I mean, absolutely. And I was just saying that, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because you can just keep going. You can keep going all day. And I was just on another podcast earlier today with somebody from India. So it's just like it's been going on and on and the time differences are insane and crazy and you just have to keep up and keep pushing and with things like LinkedIn that are offering such organic reach and opportunity I did a live stream yesterday and must have gotten 20 followers from it it's just it's incredible and this is an amazing time to be alive and in business absolutely certainly our listeners and viewers are seeing the same thing Shana says love this especially the perspective of COVID being an opportunity which I totally I I mean I I think that everything is an opportunity it really just depends on your perspective. Uh, and if, if, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, then, then when we get to that point of just needing to do something that that's your, that's your time, that's your moment, like embrace it. But you have to recognize it. And that's the problem. People don't know how to recognize opportunity. They get so caught up in the problem or so caught up in the drama that they can't like, you know, move it out of the way and really focus on where the opportunity is, or they're just, you know, they don't want to see it. Some people just live in a mindset, like you're saying, live in a mindset of woe is me and negativity. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I did not, did you go out and get 95 rolls of toilet paper, Jason? (laughs) I did not. I don't crap that much. Who does? (laughs) I I would stop eating first. I'd be like, I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> Stop eating. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if that works, actually, but I'm assuming it does. does it? I don't know. There's probably some doctor who's listening who's like, he's out of his mind. Someone's like, this isn't correct. Facebook's going to shut you down. <laughs> this is not correct. I told you we'll talk about anything. You, <laughs> you put me up to it. TP time. No, but really, and those are the types, that's the type of mentality. When people went out and literally were buying pallets of toilet paper, that's such a scarcity mindset. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know about you, but I I had to turn off the news when I was 24 years old. I haven't had cable since I was 24 years old because (laughs) I can't deal with the the drama that they're constantly bringing. I'm like, I can't watch this. Well, it's also funny how short-sighted some of these things are. I mean, if so, I mean, just from an amateur perspective, I would think before you buy toilet paper, like buy seeds or 
by like canned like beans something I, although it's funny because you know you look you go to the local walmart and like all the rice is gone and i'm thinking you people have don't even you probably don't even know how to make rice you've never made like and you're like like i got rice like what the hell are you can do with rice all the time well, how do you make rice, please? Are you the rice cooker champion of the world? I, don't, I don't eat much rice. <laughs> I don't. don't. I, I usually have my rice with sushi. Okay. Ooh, bougie, baby. Bougie. <laughs> so, so along the lines of TP, this is really interesting. I was reading or watching something about uh, some guy who actually works in the, in like paper mills and stuff. And he talks about the supply chain specifically for things like paper towels and toilet paper. It's the supply chain is at capacity and they incrementally add capacity every year. And he, so he said, what well, basically what people did is they, they assumed that, well, if you take it all now that we will just amp up capacity. He says, that's not true. We plant a certain number of trees that are sustainable. He says, all the trees are sustainable in the paper industry. We plant, we know how many trees are planted each year the 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 facilities are at capacity they operate 24 7 and it's not like we can flex capacity because it's not there's no uh the the demand for toilet paper is not seasonal uh it's 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 at it it just is based on the quantity of people using it every year and that doesn't change outside of any you know uh, dramatic amount and so he said basically it's going to take us a long time it's going to take us months to catch up to the point that we'll be able to restock this stuff because we don't just like magically turn on the toilet paper, tape, paper making machine and like, you know, double capacity. So he says it's a finely tuned machine and you screwed it all up because you went out and bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so, oh, wait, where did oops. you even learn this? Like, this is the type of stuff you learn while using TP. Like, I feel like <laughs> what you just told me is something I'd be Googling in my like <laughs> bathroom oh my god that is really interesting because and it's important because i mean i'm in a, I'm, I'm a nature freak okay. you know, and i love being outside and adventures and it's where i recharge but i'm i love to preserve the environment and yeah. i had no idea that there was exactly the amount of trees planted and that's i mean there's other products that I'm sure we can use other plants that we can use that grow faster. But I did, I had no idea how, how precise that was. And oh yeah. Here there's we no, go. there's no additional capacity in toilet paper. Charmin, Charmin, so, how are you going to do me like that? Charmin? There's, there's no reason to do There's no reason to increase it. Although I don't know, maybe they increase it in the summertime. Cause kids like throw it. I, do kids still do that? Any, like, did you ever TP somebody's house? Like in the middle of the night, just like, throw toilet paper on their house or something like that. I admit, I might've done it. No, I'm kidding. No, actually, no, I never, I never really did. I don't like, I no. was always like, why? Just why? <laughs> the re the same reason kids do any dumbass thing. Just I why? Know. It's like, cause we can. Yeah. <laughs> We're up right. too late. There's, you know, when mom, when mom says it's like, there's nothing good that happens after midnight. It's like, she's probably right. <laughs> And you're right. Well, like, when was the last time you saw that? Like, I don't even remember the last time I saw a house toilet paper. I haven't seen it. I think maybe it went out of style. Thank God. I suppose. Uh, so let me <laughs> let me ask you this. You said you're a na you're nature freak. Big. Okay. Classify that for me. What's a what's what are the characteristics of a nature freak? So you know. I don't think when people see me, they really think nature, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, there is a lack of diversity 
in the nature industry and I don't, I'm not like your, your typical profile of a person who does what I do. So being a nature freak, I have started about five years ago and I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in the woods, you know, by the ocean. I've always known how to swim, which is also rare for most, uh, black people, African-Americans. And, um, I, was always like, oh, I'm not going to camp. I don't want to camp. I don't want my hair, the dirt, the whole thing, right? And so then after self-awareness, I began understanding self-awareness and started jumping out of planes and things like that. I was like, well, maybe let's let's dabble in nature. Let's see what this camping thing is about because I had a ton of friends who did it. And so went to REI, got a ton of gear, and that was it ever since I laid my butt on the dirt on the ground and listened to the stars. I mean, listened to the nighttime and the stars, it was over. And now I go backpacking in Iceland through deserts and blizzards and, you know, it's, it's nonstop and it has completely changed my life and my view of myself and saved me through COVID, I was just like, I can live out of a backpack. If I can live out of a backpack, I don't need 50 rolls of toilet paper. So really, you know, the nature thing, it's taught me so much. And there's practices, you know, when you're backpacking, there are practices and rules that everybody follows. Make sure you take your trash and follow on the trail because if you go off the trail, then you're messing with the ecosystem and all of these things. So I take it very, very seriously. And I was walking my dog the other day. And I decided to take the sidewalk instead of like crossing over the grass, like stupid stuff. <laughs> no, that you, so you are totally right. I've spent a good deal of time camping uh, throughout the United States. Um, and I lived out of a camper. Uh, my family and I lived out of camper for a month, month and a half at a time for a couple summers and then extended weekends, just, just camping all the time. So much so that when, you know, we came home and I was just like this, I'm like claustrophobic, you know, in my you know, uh, mid mid American house, like, like, uh, like this is so small. (laughs) And, and, and you're just like, you know, when you live out of an, how big was your RV? Uh, it was the highest pop-up you can buy. So it had a shower, it had a toilet, it had a, you know, oven and microwave and all that stuff. Yeah. Two queen bed or two king beds, something like that. But it it teaches you, it teaches you how to live so minimally, you know, we, you, you live like that for a month and you're just like, what is all this stuff that I have? Like, why do I have all of this when you're so relaxing? Like, because I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. We're kindred spirits and you are totally right there. The camping for whatever reason, it's just a cultural thing. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a bunch of white people off in the sticks and and, and it doesn't have to be like my dad, you know, he's, he's, he, he could camp. There's nothing keeping the man from camping, but his idea of camping is like a nice hotel. And like, and if, and he was really camping, if it was like a bad hotel, like that's, <laughs> and that's totally fine. Like, but that's not, that's not camping. That's not in nature, which is where, before we built all this stuff around us, that's what we were kind of doing. You look at, you look at, uh, you know, cabins when people built cabins with their own two hands, you know, stacking, you know, uh, uh, trees on top of each other. That's kind of what camping is now. Only now, now camping's even better because you can go to an REI and you can pick up, you know, this beautiful sleeping bag. That's like corrects for temperatures and sweat and all this other stuff. It's like, this is, 
it's legit a nice time out there only it's so it's so peaceful and like you say at the night at nighttime it's just you look up at the stars and it's quiet and i don't know it's I, there's something about it that grounds us and i don't know why more cultures don't just like you say just like hey just so what you never did it before do it <laughs> you might love it well, I mean, I'll tell you exactly why other cultures haven't participated as much is because, you know, media runs things. Media mm. tells us who we are, what we should be doing. And honestly, if growing up for me, I didn't even see black women CEOs. I didn't see black women as, you know, stars of shows and, and black women doing businesses and building businesses and empires like myself. So it's an evolution. And until people start seeing it, then they start realizing that it could be for them too. So it's not until you start seeing your own face, eyes, hair, nose, whatever it is, skin color, that sometimes you just, you know, you're scared. Oh, why are my people doing it? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's not good about it for me? But it's not, yeah. you know, and you're right. Like even uh, all the culture, we all came from Africa, right? We all came from the sticks, so let's all go back. <laughs> there is something, there is something to that. And I, I've the example I've used uh, for years. I used to sing. I'm, I'm a singer, and I, and one of my, one of my great friends, um, he unfortunately passed away. Uh, but this, I, I'm, I'm like five seven, and I'm not like. I'm kind of stocky, but I'm not like built right. And I had my one of my good friends named Ricky reasonably tall built black guy played piano like uh like he he didn't read anything on piano he just like listened to it and then make it happen and i have no idea how he did that so i was like standing off him right and he invited me out he'd invite me out to his church where he was a music leader you know and so i walk into the black church and that it's got a totally different feel than you know the white church and oh exactly and i'm jamming out right and people are looking at me going what is he doing? Like, you know, and you know, a fraction of them are like, get him out. And a, and a fraction, you know, a fraction were like, I can't believe it. He's here. It's like, my legs work just like yours. Walk into your church. You walk into mine. Fine. Oh my God. Was it Baptist? It was. Oh yes. They get deep. Oh, amen. oh yeah. We might've had two or three offerings. It was great. <laughs> it was so much fun though. And, 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 and what, like what you say, I think a lot of people look for their faces, you know, like, hey, where are my people? Right. And it's, 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 it's in our nature. It's built in and overcoming that is an interesting or working through it is an interesting experiment. I think for a lot of us, because we have to learn to cross borders if the borders that are just made up in our minds, that's all they are. That's it's just made up. The rules are all made up they were made up by people who are just like us so why don't we just change like we can change the rules it's okay like we're not it's not against the laws of physics you know <laughs> it's just not no it's just not and my family i'm actually so long story short i was adopted into a white family so okay. <laughs> so i was around it too you know yeah. like everybody was doing it and so you know I find a lot of purpose in my life to do a lot of things and step outside my comfort zone. And I hope I am a catalyst for other people. I've been inspired and influenced by that community to do things that 
hopefully will influence, you know, other communities. And it is, it's all about, it's all about judgment. And when my family decided to adopt a black baby in 1985, they were setting the groundwork for me to to feel comfortable to step outside my own comfort zone. You know, in 1985, it was still illegal to adopt for a white family to adopt a black baby in the South, in Florida. Really? Yes, in our generation, you know? So it's absolutely crazy. And they they would stood racism, you know? You see this white family with this little black baby and the whole black community is like... an ashy black baby to be specific <laughs> and the black community is like they are not taking care of that baby you know um, <laughs> you're just like in the white community just like, wow you know like why would you why would you adopt a whole nother culture right. i wouldn't know what to do with that hair and all of this but they didn't care they loved me and they were like you know middle finger to the world and we're gonna make this work and they did and i, I turned out okay i'm not ashy anymore honey i am not there you go. <laughs> that's good. And you figured out how to take your hair. That's good. And my hair all fell out, so I don't have to do it anymore. Shana, uh, thanks for joining us here. We create our own ceilings. It's so true. Before we even, before I even experience your judgment, I've experienced my own. And that is a great lesson, I think, for a lot of people who are, who, and I hate to say this, but for a lot of people, I don't hate to say it. It is true. For a lot of people who experience judgment, it's, uh, you're, you experience your own judgment and you got to make, make sure is that really judgment that you're getting or is that judgment that you're creating? And I, and I remember I, this is a silly example, but I mean, very true. I, you know, when I, when I was growing up in my certain culture, you know, I was, uh, I, I remember walking through the, through the, um, uh, uh, what, how do I say this? Uh, what was, that was, it was the, um, Oh shoot. The mall. Remember when we had malls? And like, and you'd walk through the inside of the mall and like people would join, like meet at the mall and stuff for yeah. a reason to Friday nights. walk the mall. <laughs> I don't even know. I could, anyhow, we used to do that. Um, and I remember, you know, we had a, we had a baby when we were very, very young. And I remember walking around the mall as a 21 year old, 22 year old with, with a little baby in a, in a stroller, you know, my wife there, she's like 21, 22. And I, and I was experiencing judgment from people that, that weren't even looking at me. It was my own judgment in my own head going, they, they all think, they all like how, who, how dare he have a child so young? Like that's what I was saying in my own head. But that was just that was just a storyline that I got from who knows where. Nobody was even looking at me. No one cared, and no one was going to think about me ten minutes later. And yet I, you know, I was experiencing this judgment. So I think I think we need to clarify sometimes or get get through, like offer ourselves the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm not accepting judgment even from myself. Like I'm holding myself back from the things that I want to do because I've already judged myself and have judged myself incorrectly because your storyline for me is not my storyline for me, right? They're two different things. Well, it's such a terrible cycle because honestly, when someone else judges me, it actually says more about them. And okay. I know for a fact, if someone was just like, I don't like your outfit, And I'm just like, well, then I'm pretty positive you're insecure about your own personal style, you know, or whatever it is. I don't like that you're loud. I'm very loud. So people love to comment on that. I'm just like, well, then you probably don't even have enough confidence to speak up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think if more people just were empathetic 
to themselves. You oh, know, yeah. gave themselves permission to fail and mess up and try and experiment. There would be so much less judgment, but people are just so caught up in their own mind, like you said. Absolutely. I posted actually, um, this is, this is fun and relevant. I think I posted today, uh, on to a different Facebook group, an image. I'm going to find this, this image it's from, uh, Henry Wadsworth, whatever, uh, the, the writer, the old writer. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and I don't really know what he wrote and I probably should, but I just don't, I just, <laughs> I don't know all of those things. Be nice to yourself. It's okay, Jason. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you still okay with me? Well, maybe I don't know. Oprah. Have her whip you into shape. <laughs> what did you say, Oprah? Yes, honey. <laughs> Listen, I got you get a whale, and you get a whale. <laughs> you get, I, there, whoever did that? Do you remember? Do you remember that meme? You get a school, and you get a school. I don't want a school. What do I do with a school? figure it out i'm giving it to you <laughs> and don't forget to pay oh, taxes. hold on i've got so this banner people can't see this i'm gonna get i'm gonna get our little wipe and do off the top Boop. every man has the secret sorrows of which the world knows not and oftentimes we call a man cold when he is only sad oh, oh snap life changing yeah right and so i think some people who who are acting cold or feel themselves needing to be cold are simply resisting sorrow and so i think an opportunity for us all is to let sorrow soften us mm. i love that yeah. sink into that let sorrow mm. soften us and actually that's very very true because i used to never cry Never. I was like, crying is weakness. And my mother, God rest her soul, rest in peace. She passed just a few weeks ago, but she taught me so much about life. And it was, you know, and it was that it was, it was, it was exactly that what he said. And I love it. I'm going to get something. I've never, I've never walked off camera in the middle of this, but I want to get something. Okay. Entertain everybody while I'm back. Keep on company. (laughs) <laughs> but it's true. We have to find our own personal self and you brought something personal. You brought the personal, honey. What is this? You've had it probably since you were two years old. I got this the other day from my mom uh, who I celebrated my 43rd birthday and went over to my parents' house for dinner, breaking all the COVID rules. I know I've already had COVID though. So I'm not, it wasn't that bad. But anyhow, regardless, we're not going to debate COVID. Uh, This is Sam. Sam has probably been at my parents' house for like 35 years. And and mom's like, he's beat up. It's like, no, actually, he's in really good condition. Uh, His his if you see, he's got has this came off once and mom put it back on. This is Lil's mouth. And then I apparently I don't know if I used to rub his nose or what the heck. But But along the lines of this, like. Uh, sometimes people are cold when they are merely sad. I thought of this bear (laughs) and I thought, you know, if this bear was cold and sharp and he took more warmth from me than he gave, I wouldn't like him. He wouldn't be a very good bear. So as a person, let's be like Sam, let's be soft and warm because it's easier to cuddle, right? 
And it's and it's okay to cry with your teddy bear. It's okay to cry. It's it it releases that sadness. It releases that sorrow. One hundred percent. Be teddy bear. Be the bear. (laughs) Isn't that great? I loved it. I actually Uh, a few. I still have my blanket. Like, why we? You know what I mean? Like all this stuff. Like our next. Like I'm sure your kid or kids moving forward are going to be like, why? do you still have that you know like do they have do they have those sentimental things like we do because they move on so quickly but i still have my blanket you know in a storage it's not like i sleep with it but i still have that stuff i you know if my kid ever said why do you have that bear i'd be shut up get out of my house i wouldn't say that i'm taking your bear back too that's what i'm out (laughs) <laughs> i'd be like i'm just a child in my soul inside again inside here <laughs> oh my god uh my children are 21 20 and 14 <laughs> oh you started early though honey i did i don't i don't have any i have done nothing to uh about that <laughs> grow my legacy yet <laughs> That's all right. Right. I know. It's coming. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. Life works. I, I, my, my word for this year, uh, for, uh, for this moment in time. Okay. Oh, wow. It, there's a good, good question for you. So if I, so if I were, uh, so if your life were a book, what would be one of the names of the chapters? You can think about that while I tell you the name of my chapter. Perfect. My name of the chapter, or maybe it's the name of the book, I don't know, is Love Your Journey. Facts. Why, how did, like, how did that, how did you arrive to that? Because so many times in my life, I've loved the destination destination, and stayed in a destination, you know, metaphorically or physically in a destination and, lo- and fall in love with that destination. But sometimes destinations change and life is a journey. And so we, I, I've had a hard time loving the moments on the journey and just being okay with the meandering parts of the journey and the ups and the downs, instead of just trying to push, push, push for a destination. And now I'm just like, whoa, relax, relax and just love your journey. 100%. And you know what? I I love to stay open-minded and I just came across um, a little, you know, uh, proverb, I guess, on that exact situation. So we sit here and we ask ourselves, what's more important? the journey or the destination for you. It used to be the destination. Now it's kind of transitioned into the journey, but the reality is it's neither. It's the mm. people that you meet, you know? And that is what, because if there's one thing that 2020 taught me, yeah. it's that I cannot do it alone. And I'm, oh. I'm people, you know, I, I, I was the independent woman and I grew up, I mean, I grew up young, you know, I was, I was mature at a young age. And so it's, it's that mentality of, I can do it all by myself. Mm. And it's not about that. It's always about community and collaborating. Look at what we're doing now. You know, yeah. you couldn't have this show without the collaboration, without somebody else on this journey with you. So regardless of the destination and regardless of the journey, if you have the right people, it's just, it keeps you present. It keeps you grounded and keeps you moving forward. I love that. That is great. So what about you? What would be one of the titles uh, of one of your chapters? Um, So 
recently, while discovering personal branding and understanding my own personal brand, I'm a creative. I do a lot of things. I sing. I love to be on stage. I love to backpack. So um, a lot of random things. And I said to myself, how do I market all of that? into one neat little package. So I started doing some research and I was just like, what's the name of somebody who's, and and I consider myself, and it's not a brag, but I consider myself, um, I'm very competitive. So I like to do things very well and above average. I'm not an overachiever though, (laughs) but I'm not. (laughs) Um, But I love, you know, I'm very competitive, love doing things to the best of my abilities. And I came across this terminology and it's called a polymath. Have you ever heard of that? I've not. It, oh, well, <laughs> that was the <laughs> good transition. Perfect. Perfect. That, was, that was one of the things I pulled off your website. So Absolutely. school me. I love it. And so one of the things that I learned, so my, my title would be called The Future is Polymath. And the reason why and the reason of what a polymath is, is basically a gifted person or someone who is uh, well-versed, trained, or an expert in many subjects and categories. So the most famous polymath in the world is or was Leonardo da Vinci. Many knew him as an artist, but most didn't know that he was an architect. He was an engineer. He was a massive fitness buff. Like he took all of that very, very seriously. And he had this special sleeping pattern where he would sleep maybe four, it was like four hours a day, but he would break it up into 20 minute segments so that he can be more productive. So he was, he was just so, you know, controversial in how he lived. And it was because he was a polymath. And in so many instances in society, they're telling us to niche down, they're telling us to focus on one thing and they're saying that you know uh be a master of uh one you know what i mean instead of being a master of none <clears throat> and it's not necessarily the case polymaths are being comp- there's a whole community of people who feel they have all these different talents to offer mm-hmm. and they can offer them in a wide range of different skill sets but they're being like bogged down and told to not explore all of their own possibilities. So I believe now the future is polymath and we're seeing that because there's a ton of self-education. Everybody is self-educating themselves and they're finding all of their new passions and going after it. And I do believe, you know, having many passions and having many skills is going to be the future of surviving um, this new e-commerce. Because if you're not online, you know, you're you're not going to make it. Yeah, I had a similar conversation um, uh, with a gentleman named, uh, I think his name is Andrew Baker. Uh, and he and he was looking at my like LinkedIn profile and I've got a video out there about me and stuff. And he said, um, whoever said uh, the term um, uh, something or master of none. What's yeah, I know. I can't think of it. Right? I can't remember, right? Yeah. Whatever that term is, um, I see, he said, has, ha, hasn't met you. And I, he says that you've done a lot of stuff and, and you've been pretty good at a lot of it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. And I said, so this idea of, like you say, you know, the idea of niching down, I think sometimes sacrifices a lot of what a person, like the holistic or the full range of who people are and who they could be and walk into the fullness. There's, um, there's a, uh, a, a quote by, 
Oh, shoot. I'm going to forget her name. I'll find it. But there's a quote that says um, most of us don't basically don't take up the the space that the universe intended for us. Right. Carolyn McHugh. That's what it is. Carolyn McHugh. Most of us don't take up the space that the universe intended for us. And I love that quote because I it resonates with me. And I, and I think with a lot of people that they feel like they're created for more and yet they, you know, getting back to some of our previous conversations, they're created for more, but then they hit this, this point of judgment. They're like, yeah, but I shouldn't. And then they look around and say, are you my people? And they're like, fine. So I'll just be this thing. And I told all these people over here told me I should be this. And so I did that. And then they, all of a sudden you go through these points where you're just like, yeah, but that's not enough. Something's missing. Um, Katie, Katie chimed in here. Jack of all trades and master of none. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) Yeah. And some, some people just defy those sort of, we just inherently defy, you you know, that, that um, they accepted wisdom right on that. Exactly. You know, people who are polymaths like yourself, um, there's a level of, self-awareness that allows you to say i'm going i'm curious i'm curious about this and i'm going to check it out a little bit further yeah this quote i love it and i think everybody for 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 whoever they are walk into your fullness if you want to do something do it you want to try something try it and if the haters tell you no I, the first thing I would say in, in my own head is, well, first of all, is that really the hater telling me no? Or is it really just my own self-judgment? Ugh. And if it's your own self-judgment, just get rid of it because you are a sample size of one of 8 billion people on the planet. And then also look at the other person and say, well, they're a sample size of one of 8 billion people on the planet and the rules are all made up. So why don't you just try it and see, and you might love it, right? I mean, there's more than one way to build a business, right? Yes. So there's more than one way to live your life. And, you know, what was interesting is, long story short, went to college, dropped out after my first semester because I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew that I loved helping people and healing people. So I had this curiosity in massage therapy. And so I ended up taking an 18-month class and took it and spent some time in the industry and then left. What I didn't realize at the time was that I was enhancing my sales skills. So I said I've been in sales for 20 plus years and it helped me step myself out of my comfort zone, become more extroverted. And through massage therapy, the whole idea is, is becoming in tune with the person, with your client, with the person across from you. So I can mm-hmm. people's body language. I can tell if they're in a bad mood or a good mood. I was getting their energy and that's what massage therapy taught me. And it made me one of the best salespeople ever because I knew exactly how somebody was feeling. So I was able to tune into that and move in the way that I needed to strategically. And nobody, there's nobody who is going to tell you to take a massage therapy school, take a massage therapy course, you know, to be better at sales. No, not Grant Cardone. Nobody's going to tell you to do that. But I am because I knew I followed my curiosity (laughs) and it led to that. And it was magical. Yes, absolutely. I think you're so you're so right. Uh, because when 
a lot of these skills are you can only learn them in certain situations like if you're in theater or if you're in performance like suddenly you're okay with public speaking and you're okay with sales it's like all of these things will build on one another if you look for those uh for those connections instead of just like you say niching down into one thing be like well i think you should sit your butt in that seat a whole day and for the rest of your life it's next 60 years let's look at the computer screen uh i have a game for us to play you want to play the game ready okay you said you're a creative person and now it's your mom it's your moment to prove it my game uh that we're gonna play today is (laughs) what's that pharmaceutical (laughs) okay so i have um some made-up pharmaceutical names um (laughs) <laughs> courtesy of fantasynamegenerators.com. Cool. They didn't pay me for this. I just figured I should give a shout out since I stole it off their website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Uh, so if, uh, if our listeners, our viewers want to join in on this too, uh, you're welcome to make up your own reason for what this naming is. So I'm just going to give an example. Uh, so the, so the, the idea here is here, we're going to get 30 seconds and, and uh, I'm going to start a timer so I'm going to click a button and it's going to give us a name. And so in this case, it's going to be Finisol. Okay. Or you could say Finisol or right. Finisol. It's up to you. It doesn't make a difference. And 30 seconds later, you're going to, so you're going to think about this for 30 seconds. You're going to come up with what you think that pharmaceutical is, what it does, <laughs> who it's for, right? Like how would you sell that pharmaceutical? Okay. okay. After 30 okay. seconds, you get to, you get to tell us what it is. Okay. 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 That's how it's going to work. You ready? Okay. I need to set a 30 second timer. Oh my God. <laughs> I am so immature. This is not going to be good. I said, you could talk about anything. Okay. <laughs> All press is good press. That's what they say. Okay. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> I've never played this game. I told you you were my guinea pig. I love it. You're totally the personality for this too. <laughs> I'm ready. You and I would have great time camping. We, okay. Let's set it up. <laughs> I, seriously, let's do it. Okay. Ready? I'm going to click the button and I'm going to click a timer. Factamide. 30 seconds. I, so am I doing the 30 seconds right no, now? You're, you're going to think about it okay. right now. Okay, okay. Okay. And then we'll present it after 30 seconds. Okay. Okay, let's see here. Five seconds. All right, that's it. So that's the end of our time. Uh, All right, do you know how you, do you know how you? (laughs) I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll see what we got. Okay, so what, so. (laughs) Okay, so I'm a pharmaceutical rep. Um, Okay, everybody, do you have brain farts all the time? Do you sometimes forget your mom's birthday? Or do you forget that the woman next to you isn't your wife? You might need some factomide. You need the truth, brother. You better take this stat before you get a divorce and your children hate you. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a benefit. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Very good. Everybody. Uh, all right. Viewers, viewers, make sure you're keeping track of what, uh, what, what she's saying here. So, okay. So fact of mine, uh, let's see here. <laughs> you did so good. Um, I'm scared. 
now now you've you've put me in the hot seat i feel like and you said you were competitive too so i gotta come out of the gate swinging um (laughs) i'm ready jay factamide uh factamide so uh, factamide do you find yourself at business gatherings unable to to remember (laughs) basic facts or quotes (laughs) such as uh jack of all trades master of none you might need factamide available in pill form or, or Shana or, or she says order now for your second or free. So I'll take that one too. Order now. And your second one is free. May cause diarrhea, indigestion, <laughs> death, minute hearing, uh, hair loss, <laughs> erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. All right. You did a fantastic job. I'm going to have to step up my game. All right. You ready for another one? I'm scared. Yes. Okay. It is Lyle Selix. All right. 30 seconds. This is difficult. This is very difficult. I don't know what's happening here. This is a crazy game. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So you went first last time. I I feel like I should go first this time. Perfect. Amen. All right. Good. (laughs) I can't. I can't do the one I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> All right. So, uh, when you find yourself camping in the woods, do you ever look up at the stars and feel like you're traveling through time in an endless universe of empty space? Do you recall the Star Trek theme of stars traveling past you? And does that make you sick? Then you need Lyle Selix. Lyle Selix calms you down. Lyle Selix, <laughs> Lyle Selix enables you to not feel like you're traveling through empty space. Lyle Selix is there as your best friend. <laughs> uh, that, I, I, it wasn't that it was bad. <laughs> you're much more creative than me. All right, fine. No, fine. I love it. No, yeah. it literally sounds like a real commercial. It's <laughs> like a bumbling idiot. <laughs> but yours actually sounds like a real commercial. What does Shana say? Lyle Selleck's the cell phone med for when you just don't want to answer. Apply generously. Please call if death occurs. That's cute. All right. <laughs> what do you got? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Lyo Selix. Um, Have you ever been in Africa just hanging out in the desert and all of a sudden you see a lion ready to have you for prey and all you want to do is sit and relax? Well, you better take 
yourself some lyocelix and get your ass up and run the hell away. Lyocelix is going to give you wings, brother. <laughs> the way to survive. <laughs> lyocelix, the way to survive. Oh my God, that's good. <laughs> See, this is harder than it seems. It is. It is. Well, right. you know, listen, people spend a lot of money to learn how to improvise. It's hard. Ah, right. This is like improv. This yeah. is like improv class. We made up our own improv class. Listen, we're killing it. We are killing it. Judge all, right. all you want. You ready for one more? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, hold on. We're going to do the next one. Because the next one, I, I, I is longer than this one. Okay. Nope. Hold on. We're gonna do the next one. Here we go. Brimomine. <laughs> Brimomine. Thirty seconds. <clears throat> Brimomine. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm you having a really hard time with this one. First. You can go first if you want. Did you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Um, <clears throat> this is for all the lactose intolerant people out there. If you are being clogged up by your favorite cheese, like brie, you're going to need some brimomine. Brimomine releases the cheese and makes you feel exquisite. Brimomine makes you feel relaxed. Brimomine cuts the cheese. <laughs> releases the cheese. <laughs> any meal. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. All right. All right. All right. So here's mine. Here's um <clears throat> why are we here? I know. I know. <laughs> Brimo bean. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get through this. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Brimomine. Are you tired of chafing? It hurts. Are you tired? <laughs> Are you tired of the itch? Brimomine is there. Bramamine is in all the places that you don't want to be. <laughs> That's it. That's done. <laughs> You're chafing. What? Yes. Like, uh -huh. It's so nebulous because it's like all the places I don't want to be. All right. I feel like the listeners really felt that last one. I feel right. like I feel like people really resonated with that last one. I feel like I think <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It might not be. People are like he's lost his damn mind. Oh my god! Oh, that was good. That is fun. That is fun. Uh huh. We're wild. 
We're wild and crazy. We are wild and crazy. So I backpacking through <laughs> backpacking through Iceland. You went backpacking through Iceland. <laughs> yeah, I took some uh, brimomine before with me because, because my thighs were running rubbing together so much. Yeah, no, I did. <clears throat> I back I backpacked through Iceland. I have this yeah. backpacking girlfriend, and it's very difficult to find other women, you know, who love to get down and dirty. You know, because mm-hmm. you don't shower for a week you know, and you're wearing the same things and, and whatever. So she's my little travel buddy. And we did, we booked on what's called the Lagerveger trail in Iceland. And it's one of the most famous and most, uh, multi-climate trails in the world. So we went through 80 degrees. We were in deserts. We were in snowstorms. We were in, uh, monsoons. We, saw everything and at one point and I don't know why I do this I really don't because at one point it was definitely a life or death situation not life or death but I really could have gotten hurt yeah traveling we got to a safe place and we got through part of the snow blizzard and we got to a safe place and we're like can we you know uh set up shop here for the night and he was just like actually all the beds are booked um and if you set up your tent outside you're going to freeze to death so we wow. were like, okay, got to keep going. And we had already been walking for six hours Oof. and we had another six to go. So we, we trailed for 12 hours so that we didn't die. What? About halfway to, from the safe point to the next safe point, about halfway there. So we're in like, you know, nine hours of, of uh, backpacking already. We both have 50 plus pounds on our packs um, we had to climb this dirt mountain and there was no trail. You just see all the footsteps and she climbed it like a champ. Now I'm athletic. She's very athletic, but I'm athletic too. And she climbed it like a champ. She was scared out of her mind, but she did it. And her mind, you know, prevailed. Yeah. I got stuck. I just oh, no. stood there face down in the mud because all of the dirt below me was starting to crumble and below me was just this little river of just rocks and cold Iceland water. And I could have easily, you know, one wrong move. And I was going to definitely tumble down because I had so much weight on my path. Yeah. So I'm, you know, leaning forward. I'm holding on to dirt, which is just crumbling below me. And I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, pray. <laughs> you know, she's like, I can't even help you. And yeah. so I have to, I had to find that that mental strength and finally dig my hands and feet in and climb. And it was one of the scariest moments, you know, and it, and you're exhausted. You're already exhausted. So it's been, it, it backpacking is one of the most amazing things, but I've literally put myself in, in danger. Well, I would think that you would find, I think you'd agree with this, that those life-changing experiences when we put ourselves in physical peril are directly transferable to the types of, uh, things we believe we can accomplish, you know, like in, in business or in life or relationships, right? It's like, oh my God, like you don't have it. You have no idea what I just did. Of course we can, you know, sell this product. I can talk to anybody. Absolutely. I have no fear of talking to, uh, professional people, CEOs, important people, celebrities, whatever it is, because I'm like, did you cheat death? I doubt it, you know, right. and it's, and it puts everybody, everybody on a level playing field in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I had one of those experiences too. Um, 
which I can't. Yeah, I, what, can, I was. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said it. You already started. Lay it out. I can't. <laughs> I pooped in my brother's car. <laughs> it happened. I didn't mean to. No, that was my, not the story. My bowels got the rest, the best of me. And we were stuck in traffic and I had eaten. <laughs> I had eaten at a steakhouse. And I had had the, my three favorite things at the time, which you should never eat in subsequent order, which is one of those onion things. I think they called it a blooming onion, followed by a salad, followed by French onion soup. And I tell you what, if you continue to eat onions like that, you're loading an effing cannon. <laughs> something, something amazing is going to happen. You're not going to like it. All right. That is horrific. In yeah, but you know what? After that point in time, after that point in time, I went to this meeting with some some executive at some big business, you know, billion dollar manufacturer, or whatever, and. And at the time, that guy thought he was hot stuff. And I thought, no, no, not really. No, because you know what? I we, just all, we all poop. And I crap my pants. And, and so we are just, we are just, you're just one shit away from just being like me. All right. <laughs> okay. Wow. I cannot even believe I said that on the air. We, you, you have... You're a dad influence. Oh my god! My, my mom had said, "I need to stop talking to you." Oh, where's your right. get your bear? He needs to whip you into shape. <laughs> oh wait, do you remember? Um, do you remember that? Do you remember that dog that used to be like, "You look good for me to poop on." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, oh shoot, who that was? Um, right. <laughs> yeah, Conan. Conan the uh, Conan's dog. Um, for me to poop on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's not That's that kind you. of show. That's you. All right. One one last game. We have got we've got two minutes left. Three minutes left. We got one last game. Four minutes left. I'm like we're, crying. We're, <laughs> we're gonna have a minute. We're gonna have a minute. This is uh this is a different game than we played last time. Okay. You're gonna need your pen and your paper. Okay. Uh this game. You can tell me if you like this one better than what's that pharmaceutical. This game, watch them draw it. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. So you're going to get on the screen, something like draw a fly with glasses, a cape and lots of bling. And you're going to have one minute to draw that. And then, and then for all the marbles, we're going to take, we're going to have our people vote on. Yeah. On who wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, no, this is. I knew you'd be excited. <laughs> Let's do it. Yep. This is probably better than what's that pharmaceutical? No, All they're right. both good. They're both great. Okay. Oh, thanks. All right, here we go. Uh, ready? Yes. Draw Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy at a birthday party for the Easter Bunny. You have one minute, and starting now. Thank <laughs> you. 
offended by like what I'm drawing right now. You know what? If they are, that's me. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, okay. Pen's down. Oh, come on. Pen's down. It's been a minute. You had one minute. What? I you said you were creative. I you ought to be able to do this. I'm on the juice, Barry. Okay. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that in my life. What is that? All right. Okay. Here's your moment. Okay. So that's the tooth fairy and that's their wings and that's the magic wand. And he's blessing Santa Claus. <laughs> is Santa Claus, the guy with the little stick legs <laughs> no, that's and nobody. That's his beard, Jason. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, right. Now you now you know now I see it. Peter, yo, you're such a hater. Let's see yours. I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yours is so detailed. It's like a Picasso. What's it say? I'm Santa. Teeth. (laughs) And I was gonna. I thought the bunny should say something, but. I think he was going to say thanks for the gifts. Yes. But just so people don't get confused, uh, teeth. And I, he looks like an angel. I just kind of envisioned that that's how the, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the tooth fairy is actually a tooth. Just, I'm going to lay that on you. Okay. So let's, let's, I know it's shocking. Shocking. He steals teeth and then gives money, which is also kind of weird. First of all, you can't tell me what my tooth fairy looks like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If your tooth fairy want to look like you know little Bo Peep over there with your little angel. All right, people. Here's our here's our images. It's your opportunity to vote for us. Uh, and for all of our listeners, I'm sorry you can't actually see these things. All right. Um, mine actually. So my tooth fairy does look like a tooth with wings, and I'm. This is probably way more accurate. I believe. I- I'm fighting for my for my position. I believe my drawing is actually more accurate, more accurate to what both of these characters um, look like and represent. I appreciate your assertiveness. Um, I'm going to say it's a cultural difference. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Okay. All right. There's the lie. Okay, what one more, and then then we're probably up at our at the time that we tell our viewers we're going to get off. Okay, and they've already suffered enough through stories. <laughs> yes. Oh, Katie says I really like Angie's tooth fairy, but I think Jason wins. I got to tell you that a tooth fairy that looks like a tooth, <laughs> it's it's expected. It's good. I would it would make more sense than I it would make more sense than an angel coming. And be like, what are you, an angel? No, I'm taking your teeth. Like, the f- f- what? <laughs> what kind of angel takes my teeth? <laughs> we need more teeth in heaven. <laughs> I'm coming to take your teeth. We're reincarnating your teeth. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right. Oh, my stomach hurts. And draw an animal that has a chicken head, a pineapple body, and duck feet. An animal that has a chicken head, a pineapple body, and duck feet, and you have one minute starting now. 
<clears throat> chicken head. I, gosh darn it, I, pineapple body. <laughs> I'm going to win this one. You might. <laughs> I'm going to win this one, damn it. <laughs> so help me pineapple. And duck feet. I'm struggling with, with what duck feet look like. I'm not. I am spot on, but the chicken head, chicken head. Okay. Uh, See, I got the chicken head. I'm sorry. Now I'm struggling with the pineapple body. <clears throat> 10 seconds. All right. um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cannot believe I do this. Oh, there we go. Yes. yes. This is your round? Yes. This is your moment? This is where you take it? I have no idea how... You go first. All right, that's fine. Oh, yours is really good. An animal that has a chicken head, a pineapple body, and duck feet. He's also very, very small. Yours is really, really good. I like the hair or those wings. I, uh, or is that I like feel like I, so that's that's pineapple. Those are like pineapple. Oh, you know what? That's just the top of a pineapple, isn't it? The whole pineapple doesn't have stuff like that, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh shoot! That's well. okay. Let's oh. see what I've got. Okay. Oh. Oh, yes. Right? How accurate is that? That is pretty good. Viewers, yeah. tell me. Tell me. We'll have to see. We'll All have right. to see who takes right. one day. Both of them up on the screen, and our viewers can uh, take a take a look here. What's Oops, your that's one? Sorry. <laughs> that's the other one. <laughs> name yours. Failure. Okay, here we go. What's, what's the name of yours? That is a uh, drawn animal that has chicken head, pineapple beet body, and duck feet. The animal name? Yeah. That's Clucker. Oh! My name is, um, <laughs> you said Clucker. That's a good one. Damn. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> Wait, Katie's chiming in. Angie for the win. Katie's chiming in. I like Katie. Oh, mine's Mr. Duckworth. Mr. Ducker? Duckworth. Duck, Mr. Duckworth. Yeah, he's royal. You oh my gosh! There's probably a, there's probably a saying for that. Don't be a clucker. Be Mr. Duckworth. <laughs> no, is that how it goes? Did Close. I miss it? Up? <laughs> I must have missed it. <laughs> other terminology, but I liked it. I like where you went with it. I like where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh my gosh because we each won one so nobody's are on this show and it's I a like draw that. i like yeah that. right everybody wins on coffee with humans that's the saying that's everybody wins is it no, no. it's not it is now it is now that uh, you, know <laughs> See, what? you and i are on the same page <laughs> i want 20 percent, jay i want 20 percent of you do you get 20 percent of nothing <laughs> zero but you know what? It's 20%. What? Nobody else, nobody else told you today you could have 20% of something. So I'm giving you 20% of this today. All of it. 
Thank you. All of nothing. All of this. All of, yeah. this. Yeah, all of nothing. <laughs> Just for you. All right. Well, it. thank you so much, Angie, for joining me on Coffee with Humans. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this is great. How do people get in touch with you if they want to if they want to talk about personal brand? Because you you're doing a marvelous job stepping into your own self. You already know it's all about being authentic, being authentic. And you guys can definitely find me on all the social media platforms. Um, My handle is I am Angie Leg, and you can find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all of those YouTube. Find me. I am Angie Leg. Yes, yes. Two G's. Two G's, G squared, baby. The one and only. You're like, I got G's, like I got legs. <laughs> Two of them. I've heard no? all of these. I've Have heard all of that wasn't new. That wasn't that wasn't no. That's not the first time. Darn it. Sorry. Sorry. Heard I it tried. all. But I loved <laughs> it. All the same. I and tried. Well, you could have 20% of it. what I just gave you. So <laughs> of nothing. Again, <laughs> not giving me 20% of anything. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Angie. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.